welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 11, Heroes and Role Models. So today we'd like to um, say a bit of a sorry for the delay that's been going on um, with the podcast. Um, what's been happening is um, we've just been going through a bit of dilemmas. Um, you know, it's just the normal life dilemmas that come in your way, um, but you've just got to attack it and get it out of the way so you can carry on moving forward to achieve what you want to achieve. Um, today, we're sorry, Faz won't be able to make the show today, um, so we do apologise for his presence not being here today, but he's here with us in body, mind and soul, as always. Um, we do have a big, big discussion today about role models and how we perceive role models and what role models are about. We do have our guest appearance with us today and we're glad to have him on the show. Um, he is a person I have known not endlessly through my life, but growing up in Wolverhampton where we grew up and the things that we did growing up and people who we know as I know a bit of his family, you know, distant family and so forth. So we, we, we grew up not together, I wouldn't say us together, but we all grew up in Wolverhampton where everybody knew everybody by face, scene or wherever we was growing up. So we'd like to um, welcome Andrew, which we'll be welcoming in a minute. But first and foremost, we do need to speak about sponsors yeah. and give them their exposure because the sponsors are the people that help us to achieve what we're trying to achieve here with the Four Horsemen. So I just wanted to say thank you to all our supporters and special thanks to those that have contributed comments and reviews on the topics um, and even shared about us on social media outlets or placed orders with our sponsors. So. A big thank you to all the sponsors who help keep the mic on over here at the podcast and to help the community. So if you've got a pen, just keep an eye on Gray's Box. They're great for those on-the-go snacks. There's a lot of variety um, on their website. I'm a cereal snacker, so I like to just take a box with me on my way to work. We also have McCann, who serve beautiful Syrian food. They also are great sponsors because... They're great for foodies if you love food to sit down. The taste is tremendous. I'm definitely say go and have a look at that, especially for Happy Father's Day today. And also, don't forget with McCann, they're in the Birmingham Town Centre. Um, if you have signed up to the podcast, you can go in there. Show them that you signed up to the podcast of the Four Horsemen and you get 10% off your meal. Yeah, thank you for that. And we also want to say thank you to King's Lounge Shisha. So if you ever need to do socialising and have some downtime, that's a perfect way to go and just chill with your friends, take a moment out. It's not the healthiest, but we love a good shisha anyway. And you'll catch them in Birmingham, Town Centre in Digbeth. And the last one will be Harry's Razors. And then don't also forget, when you go to the Shisha Lounge as well, at King's Lounge, if you show them that you're subscribed to the podcast, you get 10% off as well. Okay, so as we're moving forward into the show, we do want to um, say some other stuff also. And what I do want to point out is we're a podcast that's all about the community. And we just talk about the community. And we don't really highlight, um, as people classes, stars and stuff like that. We're not into that. We're into the community. We're promoting the community because that's where we come from. We're not living in a bubble. Um, we're living in real life and real 
scenarios and things that do happen so we do want to point out a few more people as well as it says we do do campaigns and um, as everybody knows with this podcast we do our help out to fight against knife crimes which is one of the biggest things that's going around it's not just knife crime it's gun crimes or any form of street crimes because these are the things that do affect the person as the victim and the family of the victim also all the way around it's a vicious circle we'd like to point out um LA Gains. LA Gains is a meal prep company, okay, um, they deal with food for the body, so at the moment in this time they are pushing their food out towards Anchor Gym in West Bromwich, if anybody knows Anchor Gym in West Bromwich, and they are moving on such a rapid pace because it's not just healthy food for the body, they also promote healthy food for the mind because you have to understand it's alright eating healthy food for your body, but your mind needs substance and the substance that your mind needs is nutrients and you get these nutrients from the food that you eat so you are what you eat so don't forget go onto our um, twitter page or go onto any of our sites you'll always find a link to any of our campaigns that we're helping out with and we'd like to just say look go and check la gains they meal prep really good food go and check out the food just go and look at the food just to show you that they do something really brilliant they are moving to other gyms they also do delivery so that's a good thing there they'll deliver to you or if you feel like you know what I've got a bit of time and I want to kill sometime go and collect it either which way you will find a way of getting this food that you need also another campaign that we hand out is also Jubilee Jaguars Jubilee Jaguars are a big also campaign that we do help towards because they're is also for fighting knife crime and our fight against knife crime and also what they do they do under age under 15s football for kids in the area to help get kids off the street get them into some sports help them with their socializing skills help them with their life learning skills and so forth so it gives them a platform to succeed we know we're um, a podcast that deals with positivity we don't really try to deal with negativity there is negativity we can't hide away from the fact we do have to speak about it but we will try and change it around to a, a positivity because as you can see on the television nowadays everything's negativity negativity and negativity is something that can actually draw you from the positivity out of that into the negativity so we do promoting la games and we do the campaign promoting for jubilee jaguars who are also recruiting for the new season coming for September and um, it will be in the Tipton area at the moment so if you live in Tipton or around the area please just check out our sites if you want your kids to you know you're struggling with for example sake child main child you know minders or something like that then why not save yourself some money send your child out make them go and get that healthy lifestyle that they need go and meet kids their own age socialize to produce a better world because we are here to help them as well as for them to help us. We have to bounce off each other. So um, we'd like to say thank you to those and helping keep up with their campaigns. But today we'd like to welcome. We've got Andrew Osborne on here. It's Mr. Chi. Mr. Chi, as he likes to be known. <laughs> and we're going to be speaking about a few ordeals and how he's become such an enlightened being that we see today. Um, this is one of our favourite local heroes just because our direction did not want to be just internationally recognised heroes for a reason. 
um, and he is a prime example of someone that needs to get the recognition that he actually deserves for doing the work in the community that he does. And yes, and this is this is a big thing, like I said, with the podcast, yeah, we're about the community. Um, I'm not being rude and I'm trying to express now why we're doing um, community and not at present to it as in stars, as in famous people, is because this is my philosophy, famous people are famous for films, they're not famous for helping people. I'm not saying that they don't help people, but I'm just saying what the community actually gives back here and then. So there's a lot of people that we want to talk about today, which we will do moving forward in the topic of today of heroes and role models. And that's that's why we've asked Andrew, Mr. G Osborne to come on, because as I said, he's somebody who, as a kid, we was in um, martial arts trying to make a change. Um, and he was somebody that I did look up to um, growing up even though he's not far off my age himself, but we looked out for each other and we, looked, we bounced off each other. Age is not something that is classed for a role model. A role model could be a, a little child that could be showing me something as an adult. So it's not all about, it's an adult showing a child, it's about a child showing an adult as well. So I would like to say a big, big welcome to Andrew. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Mr. Chi Osborne. Um, could you just please just tell the people just something about yourself so we don't want to know what you've been through or anything like that just so somebody can resonate to yourself well i i come from an amazing background my father um, comes from jamaica and my mom's from wolverhampton and i was born in the mid 60s in 1966 to be honest with you so back then when people saw how cool about then, you know, it was, it was awkward for people to look at, you know, they think, well, they've never seen two families like that, we've always seen, you know, one type of family, but they've never seen type of family, a pro type of family. That's yes. right, exactly, you know, but um, mum and dad stood by each other's side and went through thick and thin through what they've been through, and... Uh, so you've seen the struggles? Yes, the struggles, the struggles man. Yeah. It was, you know, people don't realise, unless you've been through it yourself, don't realise how hard it really, really was. Especially not to be recognised to be as a human being, you know, back then. Um, but yeah, we just carried on. And today, you know, through all the struggles, has made it a better place for us, so to yeah. speak. But you've done some good things. Um, Growing up from back in Wolverhampton days, um, I would like to also let the the audience and followers and listeners understand. Um, Andrew Chi Osborne has now is on his eighth Hall of Famer. So eighth Hall of Famer. Who would have thought? Eight is on his eighth, and he's being pushed forward for his ninth, which will be I know we'll get that very very soon, um, which is. For me, growing up in our time when we grew up is a really, really great achievement. I am really ever so proud. I know the whole of Wolverhampton is proud and everybody else that you know is family members and who you grew up with. Uh, because we did have a nice platform, even though it was a kind of wrong, we still did get a, a good platform because mm. it wasn't from technology area. We were the, te the people that went out and played out in the streets and was told by our parents, get back inside now, it's time to get in <laughs> And we didn't want to listen because we wanted to play out. So we want to say a big congratulations on your eighth Hall of Famer. Eighth Hall of Famer, do you know how big that is? That is really a big thing. Um, 
it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I would like to say, I take my hats off to you. Thank it's you. been a, a long haul. Mm. It, it has been a really, really long yeah, haul. It has, yeah. And uh, one of my questions to you today Go would on. be, um, I know a little bit, obviously myself, but yeah. I would like to f ask you, how did you think as a child, mm -hmm. especially the era that I was growing up in, yeah. to turn yourself to martial arts? What made you, or what gave you that spark, or yeah. what gave you that determination to say to yourself, you know what, I want to put myself into martial arts? Okay, right. Before I even knew about martial arts, as a very young child growing up, I got picked on a lot. Um, not for my background or whatever, but because I was a very quiet child, um, and my brothers and sisters know about this, um, I was really quiet and I wouldn't really mix or be in gangs, you know, uh, I, just, you I was on my own. a little bit of a, a lonesome I was, yeah, person. I was, a very, lo very quiet child, and come 1975, I was nine years of age then, and for some of you who may know about a kids program that came on called Tiz Was. Tiz Was, yeah. So Tiz Was was um, Lenny Henry. Yeah. It was um, Sally James. Sally James and Chris Tarrant. Chris Tarrant. The main three. The main three. Yeah, those are the the main, the main three. Yes, yeah. definitely. And uh, I was with my dad, and I think my brother Stuart was with me as well, and my brother Irving. And we were just watching, you know, Tears Was, and they showed a clip from Enter the Dragon. But all they could show was the scene. For some of you who've seen this film, who've seen this actual clip, is where you see Bruce Lee running up to the actual lift doors. And he's just about to open it. And then he turns around before the, the actual doors open and you see the guards attacking him and he's fending these guards off and then he deals with them and next thing you know the lift doors open and there's loads of them more, more coming out so Bruce then runs away and he finds a space where he's ready, he's ready to take them on and he starts dealing with them and I didn't even blink once and that was it that was the actual catalyst for my martial arts journey it started the moment I saw Bruce Lee Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. As you know, Andrew, I did martial arts growing up myself. As you know, as you know, where Wolverhampton has made a lot of um, martial artist stars. So as everybody knows, um, you had, I grew up with like big people, as you know, as well. Mm -hmm. My brother fighting yep. for England. That's right, he did, yes. Roo, um, mm -hmm. Elvis Gordon, our best ever judo mm -hmm. artist ever. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up with people like Carl Weatherburn and so forth who taught me my jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. um, you had my cousin Kirk Walker, two times champion, kickboxer undefeated. Um, so we grew up with a, a lot of people that wanted to be into martial arts and I know a lot of people Bruce, he wasn't just Bruce Lee, but he was like the main catalyst for our era. Because he was, when yes. I saw Bruce Lee, that's what made me want to get into martial arts. That's right. I think if I was born in this era and we had the technology, mm -hmm. I don't think I would have probably took it up because it would have no. been too much cloudy my brain that's and cloudy right. my thought because of everything coming at you. That's but right. Back then we didn't have um, 
We had nothing. iPhones. We, had nothing. we didn't have nothing. You had street phones. You had to go on the phone to phone somebody. Yeah, right. So all of our time was in the open as today's generation. Mm-hmm. It's more for the media, stuck in the house, on the PlayStation, on the Xboxes, That's right. and so forth. Mm-hmm. So also there, what gave you... Because like then, we only... We didn't have everything. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't have everything. No. So money was kind of sparse and fair between like today's That's right, age. exactly. But what gave you the determination? So you had the spark from Bruce Lee. So mm-hmm. you've had to go through, go through to probably your first training session. Mm-hmm. You got a slap in the jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, your first hit that you get is yeah. over a make or break yeah. time when it comes mm-hmm. to myself mm-hmm. because you can either make it don't want to take anymore yeah. or actually I'm not having that. Yeah. And then, you know, it progresses from there. So what gave you the determination to carry on from when you first started? Again, it comes back to the bullying aspect. I didn't want to be bullied anymore. And then Bruce Lee, of course, seeing that, and that made it even more, but it was always the bullying thing. I was getting sick and tired of being bullied, even through school, I got bullied. Mm-hmm. And enough was enough, and that was it. I started to get myself toughened up through the martial arts training. But you know, some people say, when you take up martial arts, some some people say, I'm going to use it now. I says I never did. It strengthened my mind. I didn't even raise a punch or a kick to any of these bullies. They realised I changed mentally, and that's when they stopped bullying me. Mm-hmm. Because how I mentally changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's not all about um, a bully got to punch him in his mouth um, to solidify what you're trying to say. Um, me growing up, um, not being rude people, this was a form of me. And when I was at school, I used to protect all the people that used to be bullied. And I used to be one of the person that would punch the bully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not being rude. Okay? Yeah, of course. A, I'm a child, I was a child, so I was yeah. doing childish things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to protect people that was being bullied. And the and also, when it comes down to that, I was a very short kid and I was scared of being bullied myself. Yeah, and I think with bullying as well, um, in the wise words of Bruce Lee, actually, is that you give if you can control your own emotions, you take back that power that they take from you anyway. Exactly, so and that is the truth. If you if you if you're letting them bring you down and they see that they are feeding to that negative just like everything else in society right now mm-hmm. however if you can control that and I feel like that's what Andrew probably did was to the point where they can't even Get affect your anymore. energy anymore yes, then they're wasting the time as kids anyway kids bullies anyway you think you give up anyway you just do something good but, but, that's, else. but that's what you do as a kid you will bully because you remember even though you're a kid and you're doing wrong it actually is your learning curve at the same time, I know bullying is the most horrible thing because I've seen, like I says, um, quickly touch on it. People take their lives through bullying and so forth. It's not a good thing. We need to come to aware where we can say, like, look, yeah, it's not to make people know it's not wrong to feel scared. Start making being scared like, oh, 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 you're just soft or you are, are, are. I can even tell you the hardest man was soft at something. Yeah, of course. We're, I know we're human beings. We're not um, man-made machines where we can take on the whole world and we can beat anybody and we can beat anything we're human being we're simple mm-hmm. anything we're susceptible to anything true true yeah. and this is true, the thing true. where we have to have these conversations we have to talk about yeah. trying to push this so also moving on from the bullying aspect of it and so forth um so he was in wolverhampton yeah he was playing your trade as i like to call it so yep. it's the learning curve of mm-hmm. life because i was saying 
before on the podcast about um, people moving forward and so forth. We, we have to move forward. Of course. We have to go through life lessons to know how to come out the other side of it. Yes, life is about ups and life is about downs. Mm-hmm. It's part of the parcel. Indeed. Yeah. So we, we do have to move forward. So as you was moving forward, coming yeah. in with your martial arts form, mm-hmm. and now you're gaining a better understanding. Yeah. Um, there was one thing I really wanted to pull you up and I'm gonna pull you up on some things I'm gonna go forward I'm gonna go back because yeah. I'm gonna go forwards because you know what I'm like yeah um you because moving forward to that you you changed your name to Chi mm-hmm. so you see when people start rebranding themselves yeah as I call it yeah sometimes people are rebranding themselves because they want some big thing from it but other people mm-hmm. are rebranding themselves because something's changed in them yeah um something about them's changed so yep. like he says mm-hmm. you, you realize that the bullies now was seen a difference in you yeah and um, where now they were like there's something different about him we can't be bothered to bring put negative energy with, to him now because mm-hmm. he's not accepting it no. so how did that turn around um you know how that turned around when they stopped bullying me then i started seeing other my friends getting bullied mm-hmm. so i started to stand up for them yeah, that's the one. You gotta stand up for them. And then the bullies seen this, but I again, I didn't raise a physical finger. I used my mind and my voice. That's the one. And they didn't like that. They thought, okay, now it was strange for them because they didn't understand what was so going we've on. Never seen Andrew be like this before. He, wow, and he seems his posture's changed. Everything's different about him. He looks stronger as well, not just the way how he is. And yeah. and it's affected them. The bullies stopped being bullies. And they did. It was a weird change seeing them like that. You know, that's a. So what, what did you think at the time when you think like, what happened? You like attacking me or you know negative energy as you normally do. What? How did that feel towards you? You know, it made me feel. It made me very powerful. Did it make you feel the power? Yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, in a good way, definitely. Very, very good way. way. And it helped me. My confidence, my confidence levels began to soar. They were soaring. So now instead of. Uh, quiet Mr. Chi. Yeah. Now you're getting a Mr. Chi that's more open, yeah. More conversating. Yeah. Um more out of his shell if I could that's be, right, yeah. using something yeah. for a better word. Yeah, so you just sounded like you were flourishing as a person. Mm-hmm. So with that growth, how did you take it into your stride? Because I feel like personal growth just happened and you don't realise it until you look back. Mm-hmm and the trials and tribulations you've taken on. So fast forward now, where you're stepping into your greatness, into right. the mm-hmm. When you were looking back on the child that you were just talking to us about, yep. that growth stage, did you? can you identify the moment where you were like, yeah, this is the person, I'm stepping into the person that I need to be now, as, as moving forward as an adult? Yep. The time was, I think, in my latter teens um, I was a break dancer uh, from the very early 80s and that helped me a lot not just being a martial artist but also into the old school hip-hop and again it's like I developed my wings even further so and you I could went, socialize more yeah into I was total opposite it really put more fuel to me you know in yeah, that sense yeah. And yeah. people could see, wow, we like Andy. He, 
he's, he's totally different. We've never seen him like this. And he can dance as well. We didn't know that too. Yeah, yeah. These are the things that they probably didn't know because no. of being shy in yourself. That's right. And, you know, not so open to conversate then or so forth mm. as a quite your shell. And this is the thing that people don't understand. Even that break dancing, just dancing, you know, you would not believe the power of dancing mm -hmm. and what dancing brings. So now that with the break dancing, you know, it gives you that bit of a boost. You had the linos, you had the bag of batteries ever readies and so forth the, the stereos, the ghetto blasters over your shoulder yep. like back in the old days and so forth so this was the start of you finding as zen says finding your self that's right because that's the word i'd have to say yeah so finding yourself because from a teenager you have to become an adult yeah that is your change in mm -hmm. time. That's you may right. not change at 19, you may change at 18, 16, because it balances of what you've been exactly. through in life exactly. as well. Yeah. That gives you the change. Mm -hmm. um, I understand about my change. My change didn't happen till because I had kids, I had a child when I was 17. Did you? So okay. having a child at 17, um, not disrespecting anybody that had a child older or a child yeah. younger, mm -hmm kind of changes your mind balance because now you're a child growing a child it's not an adult growing a child now it's a child it's growing a, a child growing a child mm -hmm. so i left home early as everybody knows yeah um i could have easily went into the wrong avenues and yes. those are the right words for yeah. wanting mm -hmm. but there was something in me i think it was probably with my parents instilled in me and what they instill in us because our parents don't want nothing harm to come to us right. they want us to be a good person mm -hmm. so just remember a parent is a role model of because course. they want the best for you mm -hmm. they want you to achieve the best mm -hmm. and the best thing when it comes to a parent is they want you to be have and be a better person and lifestyle than what they had growing up That's so right. for like my parents um, my dad could read and write but my mom couldn't read when they came to england because they didn't have the facilities mm -hmm for all that because them days I had to wake up in the morning, go and get water and that took you out of going to school. That's right. Um, so when they came to England, um, as we would say, we got beaten into us, we had to go and get education. Mm -hmm. Education was a means of forms of moving forward. Yeah. So I would like to know also, Yeah. we're going to get back into some things. Of course. Because we want to know quite a lot about you. Of course, I yeah. just want to get move forward to come back to yeah of course so why did you move to the name chi right now this is an interesting story and let's get people to understand what chi means, what chi means oh, first i can tell foremost. you this yeah i can tell you the a to z about chi right one to zero about chi. break down chi right. for yeah i can break it down i can simplify it for thank you right where the name andrew chi came from um Went through, went through a tough time with my dad um, and this again was the catalyst for me to get into the intrinsic arts and what I do today. Um, my father passed away, uh, some of you know, in 1999 and my father died through a lot of illness problems but he was stress was the catalyst. Stress is a killer as we all know. Of his, of his passing. And it, it, obviously, it's going to knock you for six. I don't care who you are or how strong you are. Things like that will knock you for six. And it did. I was, I was off the rails, and I really was. But then I started to research about Tai Chi and Qigong, you know, um, 
and I thought, wow, I think this is the way forward for me. So I, start, I started to talk to people who were experienced at it. So I wanted to find out. Yeah, you're picking brains. Yeah, I'm picking brains from people who yeah. do different various types of systems, whether it was yoga, whether it was Tai Chi, whether it was Jing Yi Kwan. Yeah. People are saying, what's Jing Yi Kwan? Yeah, Jing Yi Kwan is called Mind Intent Form Boxing, which is a very old form of Chinese martial yeah. arts. Um, and and that's what I was doing. I was collecting more books and because I knew Bruce Lee. People not, don't know this much about Bruce Lee. He practiced Tai Chi and Qigong. Yes, he did. He really yes, did. He did. Bruce Lee did. For some, because people think of Bruce Lee Ji Kung Do. No, Bruce Lee did also that as well from an earlier age. So um, yeah, I was collecting books and everything. You know, I even went to some practices of meditating with other people. I even went to um, Buddhist temples. You know, and learned some of the stuff from them. Um, and eventually when I go into my meditative practice I started to go through changes but it takes a long time it doesn't happen over weeks or months it takes quite a few years mm -hmm. and when I started to feel the the benefits of my body changing from within was in probably my second year of constant meditative techniques I was doing Dantian Qigong which I was practicing all embryonic breathing methods. Yes, yes. That was the main thing I really wanted to learn. So I thought, right, I'll get into it and get into it. And it really started to change me from within. I started to cultivate the chi from within my body. Because every living thing has got chi. We've all got it. We're born with it from We're day born one. With and We're born with chi. But this is the thing a lot of people only because we were at that era of no technology that's why right. we found out about these things we didn't know about you no we didn't we heard about it but yeah we didn't have an understanding no i do a little bit about you but then you're gonna enlighten us and elaborate about more it. about it yeah please thank you yeah um so within my second year i started to feel the chi actually caught the way to my body and it was a very weird experience i've never experienced nothing like this before it kind of like it spooked me because it was an unnatural feeling at the beginning because I was not used to this kind of stuff. So I carried on and on and the next it, you know, everything kind of like opened me up from within and I could feel the power from it as well at the same time. So I was doing or feeling the yin and yang effects of chi manifestation from within oneself. So once I become accustomed to it, then I started doing all the external practicing to help keep the chi grounded. Yes, that's the one. Because you've got to keep grounded. it grounded. Yeah, because it goes around everywhere. Yes, it does. It, 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 you know, it disperses. All that's around it. everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. And then you lose control of it, which can affect you psychologically. And this is where people do stupid things. Yes. And things that they shouldn't be doing sometimes. That's right. Because it can create madness or psychosis. Yes, it can. And it can. That's how powerful chi is. Um, so I learned to make my body even stronger and more flexible, not just physically flexible, but mentally flexible as well. And uh, that's when I had the awakening, um, what they call the enlightenment aspects of it. And I never thought that I could ever get to that kind of a stage in my life, but I thought I carried on and it, it was a very bizarre and weird experience. Um, but yeah. So then I thought, right, now I'm on social media, I've got my Facebook accounts, getting into my Twitter, and I'm thinking, hmm, I'm thinking of a gimmick name. Because my, my actual middle name is Heath, H-E-A-T-H, Heath, Andrew Heath Osborne. So I thought, I'm going to change it to Chi, because I love Chi, I, I love everything about yeah, Chi. Like how yin and yang grow yes, in exactly. Yin and chi, yes, exactly. You know, so that's where Andrew Chi came from, the birth of it. 
Yeah, but then you practice in your chi. Yeah, and I'm practicing so, and still to this very chi, day. So they're just correlated perfectly together. Mm -hmm. They're just warm together. Mm -hmm. So also with that, yeah, um, I would like to also just to get the going back from previous episodes mm -hmm. um, and we're on about grief and stress yep. and we're fighting with knife crime and this is something that I'm going to quickly bring up for the people to understand because we're going back a bit to come forward I yeah, do of apologize course. Um, mm -hmm. followers and listeners but you're going to see why I'm doing it yeah um, so you yourself we had our last episode about grief mm -hmm. and so forth and talking about fighting knife crime but you also went through a situation and an episode yourself I did yes in life which wasn't a very nice thing as I say to go through no. so for people that's listening because they're listening they know sometimes we will go back to sort of things to come back forward yep. it's just the way we are we're sorry we do apologize for that yeah and I just want to say that just to put a disclaimer out that it is a little bit stressful of what we're just going to talk about for the next five minutes just be aware of that. so just just please be aware so we're going to get um Chi to express um the time he went through as in facing um street crime knife crime violence and so forth he had his own ordeal and today i've asked him to come on because i wanted him to speak to speak about it so other people that have been through this situation they can get some kind of feedback from it or something that they can resonate with themselves so Andrew, i'm gonna let you take over start from the beginning of what happened mm -hmm. and just go through so that people can hear of your experience situation dilemma that you had gone through as speaking about fighting life crime or going against um negativity please okay well it was the year 2011 um i've been working in the security retail industry and it was at a local supermarket store in wolverhampton in penderford and i can't mention no names as such because of disclaimer rights and what have you um, and I've been working at this place for a very long time. I spent most of my career there. And uh, the day of this incident, I was meant to have been off that day, but I was asked to come in the night before because my office, my relief officer was ill. So anyway, I got to work for about 8.30. I had no radio because I had my radio taken off me a few years before. Um, you know, I'm security officer supposed to have my radio so I can keep in contact with people. But anyway, um, it was around about the hour of just day quarter past twenty past ten. I was outside dealing with um, a person who'd been harassing customers for money. So I dealt with him and he left quietly. So as I was making my way back to the store from the car park, because I was still outside, I noticed this uh, this white male running in my direction. Quite a very tall chap as well and big build. And I noticed he had an arsenal of weaponry. He had six knives on him. He was wearing a builder's utility belt and there was five big kitchen knives in there. And he had a hockey stick with a blade which had been modified to oh, the actual hockey stick. What was your think at the time when you saw that angle? I was thinking, when I saw I was thinking, well, what's going on? It's just a practical joke or something. Because, you know, you see things online or on telly and what, people do practical joke things. And I'm being honest, this is what I actually thought. It was some form of a practical joke. I never thought any ill intentions with this at the time when he was running. But then when he got close, I thought, whoa, okay, this is this looks <laughs> this looks serious here. And you know what scared me is when he said my name 
Andrew Osborne. Whoa. I thought, whoa, okay, I don't know you, but how do you how know do you me? Know my name, yeah. And uh, and then he said, I've come to kill you. Whoa. And I was just like, you know, when they say time stands still, he literally did. Yeah, come on, I can believe that. Yeah. He literally did. And then what made it more horrific, he mentioned my brothers and sisters' names, every single one of them, and he said he's going to kill them too. And then I said, well, what's going on here? So what have we done to you? And he said, it's irrelevant. That's what he come out with. See, irrelevant. This, nothing, nothing like this was mentioned in the press. This is why I had to do TV interviews and things like this, you know, so people could actually... Got know to the ins and exactly. Out of what exactly happened. I just couldn't believe it. You know, I had nothing to defend myself. He only started swinging the hockey stick at me with the blade attached to it, and he had a, had a shield as well. What? Yeah. This is it, you see, this is just goes to show. I, I don't know mental health with people. Mm. People can take things, switches them. You just don't know what's around the corner in life and this That's is why right. people have to understand about life lessons um, and why I'm pointing out today about role models that, that, that do give us the energy and the positivity that we need so hence why I asked Andrew to, so when he came there now Andrew and he was swinging the hockey stick with the big blade on the end nice and sharp to try and take your life and that just to stand still for this moment in time and you've says like look what's going on here what was your initial feeling because I'm a person I, I talk about emotions and deal with emotions yeah. as well because emotions of make a difference what was your emotion like at that time my emotion I was terrified and I felt sick and it made me feel powerless at the time you know um You've got this person here now, he's got so much arrays of weapons, you're here, as we like to say, weapon free. Yeah, I've got nothing. You've got nothing to defend yourself. Um, this guy is here telling you he's here to take your life. Yes. He's here to take your family's life. That must have been so scary. It was. Um, you know, there's a saying that people say that, you know, you pooped yourself or... Because you, it's a scary time. I can imagine somebody coming at me with blades and that and, and it, me imagine to know what I do because you can't. It's on the second. It's on the second. You haven't got time to think. You've just got to manoeuvre how your brain just tells you. You can either freeze or you can either move. So what happened from there, Andrew? Well, next thing you know, to my left, I quickly saw this car. There was no one in the car. So I thought, right, I've got to have a shield. So I created a barrier then. So I was at one end of the car and so I was there and he was trying to cut me off. Mm -hmm. I was trying to escape. I couldn't fight him. I don't care how tough no, you are, what you skills you've yeah. got. This man was armed to the teeth. And I'm telling you now, people, he was armed to the teeth with all his weapons. And you could see that he wasn't right in his head as well. So it's he had that mental, on top of it as well. Yeah. That makes him much more dangerous and deadlier person. Makes him stronger as well. You very, know. very strong. Because um, they found out he was a schizophrenic. Now, yeah. schizophrenic people, you know how much strength they've got compared to you? Twice. No, more, twice the energy, twi more than twice yeah. the amount of strength. Because they've got no feeling, they've got no pain thing if you're going to hit them. They're just going to carry on. They're on a mission. They're on once a mission on, to on take mission, you out. No one's going to turn you off that mission. No, Nothing's not. going to stop you from doing the mission that you want to mm. do. Because that's how they do think. Yes, you know, exactly. Profilers 
think how you would have think at the time. Mm. Um, I've always wanted to be like a profiler growing up. I never did do it. Yeah. Um, so he's got you around this car now. He's trying to cut you off from mm. all angles. If you run this side, he runs that That's side. Right. Vice versa, vice versa. So what happened from there? So anyway, I thought, right, I've got to get out into the open. And I'm shouting for people to call the, for the police because I had no way to communicate back to the store because I had no radio because I would have gone on the radio straight away to call for the police. So I was shouting at the top of my voice for someone to call the police. And there was obviously a shop there and I was signaled to them to call the police. And I think one of the women in there responded to that. She could see what was going on. And then next thing you know, he kind of like cattle herded me into the shop. He chased me into the shop, so now I'm running through the shop now, I'm telling everybody to get out of the way and call the police, and I see the store manager at the far end. So now I'm pulling away from my attacker, and I even say to him to call the police, so I'll go through this door now, so I'm going to use this door, this is my weapon. Yeah, it's your weapon. It's my weapon yeah. now. What did Bruce Lee say? Everything around you is a weapon. Yeah, all available weapons. All available weapons. So now this door is a weapon in my hand, and I don't think he sees where I go. So he runs past and I see someone else run past and I've come out and it's one of my long time friends who I went to school with. I'm going to mention his name, Rodney Bruce, man, I'm telling you. What he did was unbelievable as well. So he initially took him down, the manager intervened. So now they're on the floor, he's on his back, my attacker is. So now I go in to take him out because they're still struggling with so he's got to be taken out. He's got to be taken down. So I took him out and he stopped fighting and they realised what I did. So we got him pinned down and I'm on top of him and I'm literally on top of him looking him in the face. All the weapons are gone now. All, there's no, he's got no weapons now. All his power has been taken away from him. Then what, what, when you've um, disabled him, um, I'm not going to ask you to ask you what he did to disable right, exactly, him. Right, exactly. Yeah. passing on wrong information. Of course, exactly. Information in the wrong hands. Yep. Um, so you've disabled this person now. Because mm -hmm. um, I like to pinpoint things and try and push onto things. You've disabled him now. What was his general response after you disabled him? To be honest, he—you could see then he was mentally unstable. And you know what? I felt—I felt really sorry for him. And that's what I wanted to hear that part. I really that. did. I, I made me feel sad because I know he's got a mental problem. And you could literally see that. Um, and then I found out he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, Horrible thing to suffer with still. Yeah, it is. And then what made it even more terrifying as well, I found out from the police that he had a 30-year vendetta against me and my entire family. 30, 30 years! This ben man had been wanting to take me and my brothers and sisters out so, completely. So just, so just, so just look at that. Let's just go into that. Let's look at that. 30 years of vendetta. So if you're looking at 30 years of vendetta, that means you could have tried to wipe out anybody at any, at any given, given time. time exactly. Your sister could have went shopping to go get food. Your brother could have went to go fill up the car or, you know, in just general and life niece and nephews. Your nieces and nephews coming from school. Yeah. So at any given time in 24 hours of a day, this man could have wiped out somebody yeah. in your family as well as yourselves. Mm -hmm. So this is something that we're going to be moving on to and pushing on to is about mental health. Yeah. We are going to be getting some doctors and nurses coming on that are going to back up everything that we're saying so we give the right information mm. to the right people exactly. that need to know anything. If any of what we've said today is, uh, can, you can resonate to or you felt hurt by or you would like to speak about it, please get in contact with, with us. So you can contact our email mm -hmm. address, which is horseman, 
the numeric number four questions at gmail.com i'll repeat that again horseman numeric number four questions at gmail.com that will get you straight into us and then we can feed you back if you would like us to put the stuff on the show and speak about your feedback on the show we'll be more than happy to do that for you because like as it's about the community this podcast is for the community run by the community so if you like, don't interact with us and we don't interact with you it hasn't been a community thing has it so exactly. get get type into us get an email to us follow us on our feedback give us some feedback on our um podcast page also yeah and if you just drop a comment on there i would normally be responding to them within a couple of hours anyway and um, i just wanted to go back to the mental health part so andrew you said you could see mental illness on his face mm-hmm. now before this incident occurred how was your mental health would you say whoa gosh before all Bef- this had happened oh before my mental yeah. was strong it was strong yeah it was it was very strong and then i'm guessing that this had a detrimental effect on your mental health it did. and you've discussed this on numerous news outlets actually yeah there's youtube videos but can you just tell us a little bit about how it deteriorated afterwards, especially with the fact that you've, you're now considering this idea of a 30-year vendetta and your mind's probably do it going AWOL thinking it could have been anyone, anytime. So how did that affect your mental health? Right, yeah, um, it affected it in a great way. I was diagnosed with severe post-traumatic stress disorder, which nearly yeah. killed me. Which people that suffer with nearly that, killed me. It, it does. It's a, it's a lot for the brain to take. Yeah. Your brain's supposed to be strong, but it is feeble at the same time. Yes, it is, and it did. A lot of people could see it. After the attack, I carried on work, but when I was going through, you know, the interviews with the police and that, and they was telling me this and whoa, that was it. It was just a huge overload. Yeah. I've never experienced anything like that. When they told me the history and everything, he'd been stalking my brothers and sisters and me. The CID found in his bedroom a book full of dates and times, going back years, and when he'd been going out stalking us. They said he'd even been going out running, getting himself fit because he knew he'd come from a fighting family. He's got to be ready. Yeah. They said he'd been training, getting himself ready for this, and I didn't even know none of this had been going on. So just imagine when you, the listeners are hearing this, just imagine if something like this ever happens to you, then you would know yourself what I'd actually gone through. Mm-hmm. But you know what I've done, decided to do after that, not to give in. That's what kept me going. So you, so after, like I said, in life um, situations and life experiences, mm-hmm. As we can see in life, life can make or break you. Yes, it can. Um, situations can make or break you. Certainly can. Um, you went through a situation where you've heard a person has been vendetta for 30 years. Like Zen says, your brain must have gone AWOL. It did. Because that's a lot of information to hear that somebody's been vendetta in the Your mind just can't get to grips of how it could come about or how could somebody live for 30 years to you know, to wreak havoc and vengeance and whatever you had against, you know, your family in that regard. So how did you fight yourself out of the 
this stress? How did you did you get help with that? Did you get any support, or did you do it all? Try to do it yourself. Well, initially, I tried to do it on my own. But how big a mistake was that? It was probably a very big one. Yeah. It was the biggest mistake in my entire existence. So then, I got in touch with work. I said, "Look, I'm gonna need help." So they put me through um, a, a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was on my own, going to see her, and you know, as I was doing this, I started to watch the This Morning program, and uh, I have to mention their names, Nick and Eva Speakman. Yeah. I like the way how they operated with people, because I was one of the first men that they helped, one of the first, not the first, but I was one of their first, and I liked how they operate, because people were kind of like, Disrespecting them at the time, and they're thinking, no, they're giving, no, yeah, they're the real no, no, deal. When the speakmen were getting a bit of grief at yeah, one stage, they were, they, they because were. People weren't, people weren't ready for them. No, because that's thought, what it was. They, they, they thought there was just an act. Yeah, they were too ahead of their time. Yeah, what I would try and say. Yeah, they were ahead of their time. No, they're the real deal. They are the real deal. I'm well, living proof. They you, are. You, you are. Speakers. You are. The speakmen's have done really good. Um, I do watch them. And when they come on the telly, if I've got time, because you know I'm a busy person, of course. so I don't really watch telly mm -hmm. or nothing like mm -hmm. that. But when I do get through to see them, I, I do listen to what they say because they are very good people. And this, yeah. like I'm trying to say, even their role models. Yes, they certainly are. Role models is not somebody because they paid your telephone bill for you because you couldn't pay. Mm. A role model is the biggest, biggest aspect of life of what we need for generations and generations to, to, come. to succeed and to come. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand this. Mm -hmm. So I would like to just quickly um, come to the people then now and just give them my brief definition of what a role model is. So I'm gonna say two parts of the role model. So um, what is a good role model definition? So a role model, just a model is something that represents an inspirational ideal. A role model is someone who inspires others to imitate his or her's good behaviour. Parents try to be role models for their children by being good people. A famous person who gives money to charity and helps sick children are role models also. A role model is a person who serves as an example by influencing others. So it's not a power thing, trip, like all these power people, anything like that. Um, for many children, the most important role models are their parents and caregivers. Children look up to a variety of role models to help shape how they behave in school, mm -hmm. relationships, or when making a difficult decision. So a role model, as we can see, is not um, not being rude, uh, being rude. So Bruce Lee, as a famous actor, is not a role model to me. Bruce Lee, of what he does for the people for the community and whatever he did around is a role model. So, for example, why was Bruce Lee a role model and he was a famous actor? Take acting out of it, because mm -hmm. acting is not a role model, acting is a job. Yeah, it's yeah? true. It's, role model is not a job, it's something you do out of your own esteem. That's yeah? right, right, exactly. So, Bruce Lee was a role model, he got me into martial arts. Martial arts is a big thing of discipline so if you're at home and your parents are disciplined and you're not listening you'll go to the gym and you will listen to your sensei discipline you and the worst thing is when your mum said it you had all this oh i don't want to do it i don't want to but when yeah. your sensei said it you didn't bat an eyelid no, you just did it that's true so senseis for me my sensei was a role model because for me he kept me grounded i was born with temper 
Mm-hmm. We were all born with demons That's right. in us as we were speaking. Yeah. And mine was my temper. Mm-hmm. And I had to try and channel it. So yeah. it was having watching Bruce Lee, having my brothers, the Elvis Presley, the Elvis Gordons of the world mm-hmm. in Wolverhampton growing up. The Carl Weatherburns. And yes. A lot of people don't know about Carl Weatherburn, but he taught me my jujitsu. He was the one that leveled my brain. Yes, right. My true. Carl was like that. Dealt with my positivity, kicking mm-hmm. out my negativity for and these people don't think these things that you need. Everybody needs these things in life. So I'm gonna mention now quickly yes. a few role models um that were based off the video that we did. So we did a video um, I always do trailers mm-hmm. for every episode that we're going to do yeah. and we did a trailer for it mm-hmm. and the people that I put in the trailer are people that I would class as a role model yeah. so as we say as a role model is not somebody famous it's somebody that does something out of their own free will to help and influence other people to do the right thing that yeah. is in a shortened version That's so right. we're going to put on there a woman called um, Nebula Nicholson mm-hmm. um, they're from Birmingham mm-hmm. and what happened was um, it wasn't for no knife crime or anything like that. Her daughter died in a car accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. On her way back to university. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah, on her way back to university. On her way back to university. So she was a university student. Yeah. And she was on her way back to go home. Mm-hmm. Where she was going to, she ended up in a, a crash, a car yeah. crash, um, which took the young lady's life. Mm-hmm. So you've got to understand, you've had, a, like I said, I've had my child die. It's a hard time for any parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're going through that hard time, it's probably harder yourself to try and find a way out of the negativity. Yeah. So what she done with her, with the girl's auntie, mm-hmm. um, they opened the Demi Trust. Okay. Yes, I think I know this. The Demi Trust. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. what they did was mm-hmm. because a daughter passed away in the time of uni, mm-hmm. so you've got all these expenses of uni and so forth. They opened the Demi Trust. So anybody mm-hmm. go onto Google and Google the Demi Trust. So if you're a person that's going to university, if you're struggling financially wise, yeah. if you're struggling mentally wise, so mm-hmm. it's not just about helping you to pay towards your thinking, it's the whole cycle of university, the stress levels that it brings and so forth. Mm-hmm. These people, the Demi Trust, help you with it. How That's nice lovely. is That's that? Lovely, that? So you know, the lovely. financial side of going to college for the parents, for each other, you know, it's, it's the struggle side of it so she's opened this to help the youngsters of today because remember she had to go through it herself of probably course. even harder time because of the, the, the era and to help out people struggling so people that are struggling mentally because of all the stress of it financially check out the Demi Trust yeah and just to add on to that so obviously I went to university and I feel like these kind of facilities are definitely something that needs more recognition um, especially for people that are like the first people in their family to go to university yes, it is thing. extremely hard to know exactly what direction to go what to buy what do you need what you don't need you're breaking a chain yeah you're breaking um, the chain and, and to break the chain takes perseverance and this is what this charity does they put that into you they give you the confidence to not just go to the university and try and fit in but to go there and make a difference and use that for good. So I just wanted to add that in there. Yeah, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, also, because we're going to be moving on, because we could sit here all day talking, um, there's also a woman called Tracy Prescott. Right, so like I said, um, 
a role model is somebody that wants to make change, influence, to be a better person. So with Tracy Prescott, um, you can find their campaign. It's called Enough is Enough, and you can find that on Facebook. Um, do uh, join. Um, they are intermittent with other campaigns that go on, um, which is absolutely brilliant. Because I says for everybody to get along, you need to network together. Um, so you've got Enough is Enough. They do have part of um, Operation Shutdown, but I will bring that back in one second. So she opened Enough is Enough. Why did she open Enough is Enough? Because she had enough. The words speak for itself. You don't need to put any more words to that. In her area, she seen what was going on in the area, all this negativity, badness, and she decided, look, I've had enough of this. And her way was to open Enough is Enough so that people can speak about it. You know, because there's a lot of people that's had enough, but we're in a world of everyone's closed off and no one's got a voice. So it was a thing that she brought to bring a voice so people can, even if you don't want to be involved in it, don't be involved in it, as I say. But you could have a cousin that needs that help, a brother, a sibling, mm -hmm. somebody that's going to go through these life experiences that are going to need this help. Exactly. So I cast Tracy Prescott, um, well, I'd say a big thank you to her. Uh, because she came up with enough is enough, so she caused a re an action to cause a reaction for mm -hmm. other people now to take up the the um, banner mm -hmm. to say, look, we're going to start helping the communities. We're going right. to start helping people. Mm -hmm. Also, on there is going to be a, a nice, lovely woman as well who I know personally. Her name's Jack Ebbett. Um, her name's Jacqueline, but she hates that. And sorry, Jackie, but I just had to say, um, <laughs> and she's just a normal day-to-day -day person as everybody is with role models. Um, she's a big advocate of charities, so she does a lot for Birmingham's Children's Hospital, which is a, a hospital that I really love because they help my daughter, and I will go into that another time to let people know why I really rate Birmingham's Children's Hospital, and I will open my, my heart and soul to you all about it because mm -hmm. it's something very dear to me and my daughter. Um, and she raises a lot of money for Birmingham's Children's Hospital. She's done skydives for them. She's done golf for wow. the processes. She's done a lot for Birmingham's Children's Hospital. She's a really, really nice woman. But also, the biggest thing that she does as well, and that I like, she's always here to help people. She's always got a time of day to stop. You know, she does a million things. She helps her husband with her business, she does, but she's got the time to stop and talk to you, mm -hmm. which is really brilliant. Um, and she's a big advocate, and I'm going to start being a big advocate because I said to everybody, I made a big statement, and I'm going to keep to my big statements, and I'm going to sign up for it. I went through my paperwork to come through. She's a big advocate for blood cancer awareness. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't really know about blood cancer. No, I don't. Um, mm -hmm. Um, it is something that is very, very big in the world. Mm -hmm. It helps from step from stem cells. Yeah. So the stem cells can help. Anybody can get blood cancer. So yeah. it's not a collar mm -hmm. or a, um, a you know a creed or anybody that can, you can have if you're white, black, pink, orange, purple, green. It doesn't matter. It, mm -hmm. Blood cancer doesn't, doesn't um, discriminate, discriminate no. against to any, anyone. Anyone. Yeah, so she's a big, big advocate for blood cancer awareness. And I'm going to say today, for the, those who are listeners, followers, um, if you're the listeners, please subscribe. As you know, our subscriptions give us something back from our sponsors to give to back to the community, to people that are less fortunate than themselves. As you can see, a lot of people haven't really um, signed up. It's free. Please sign up because you've got your part of helping to give something back. Mm -hmm. Also, what I'm going to do is, um, as I class as a role model, um, everyone's got perceptions of role models, and we'll get back into that quickly, um, is Operation Shutdown, yeah? And it's Operation Shutdown 19 UK. Um, they're not saying um, they help to 
um, shut down YouTube. What they're trying to say, these are bereaved mothers that have had their child um, drastically taken from their lives. You know, I believe in that saying, a, a parent shouldn't bury a child, a child's supposed to bury a parent. So they've had this thing taken away from them that's probably held them back in moving forward in life. So they've invented a thing called Operation Shutdown, um, which is part of collaboration of Shutdown YouTube. So what they're saying is, we don't want to shut down YouTube. They're not saying that we're vile people and we want to shut down YouTube. What they're saying is, YouTube has to take and the media outlets have to take responsibility of what you're spouting because you are actually helping to cause the negativity manifest and manifest it. The maybe you're not doing it out of probably oh because I wanted to do it because it just happened like that, the flow just went like that. So I'm just saying like look, you know, this gang member spouts about this gang member which is gonna lead to this gang member retaliating, which is gonna lead to somebody's life being taken from there. And once their life taken from there, they're gonna to want to take a life from the other end and it just goes around in a vicious circle until mm. more or less everybody's passed away. Yeah. It's not got to be like that. Yeah. We've got to change this way of our thinking and it's starting from the adults teaching the kids and the kids teaching the adults. It's gonna take the elder and the younger generation and everybody in between to make this change. Yeah. Also in there, we're gonna speak about, with Operation Shutdown UK, I speak to a woman that helps with them and her name's Amy Morgan. Um, her child got drastically taken from her and she's still suffering with it now of the loss of a child and for the family members that are missing the brothers and so mm -hmm. forth. Mm -hmm. So she's um, an operation shutdown, are a role model to me. Yeah. Um, also on there is a woman called Alice Cope. Um, her son Joshua got murdered in 2013 and drastically taken away from her. Mm -hmm. um, but you think about it this way, you, you're grieving, Yeah. You, you, your loved one's been taken away from you unnecessarily, you can't get to grips of how they've mm. been taken away. Yeah. Well, this woman, she's just like Operation Shutdown of Bereaved Mothers. What she'd done, she took up herself and channeled the negativity into a positivity, which is absolutely brilliant. I love to see that because the negativity draws you in the negativity. Yes. So when you see somebody in the negativity being drawn out into the positivity, mm -hmm. please give them a tap on the shoulder. Because sometimes, even though you're role models and you're doing everything, don't forget that you don't get down yourself. Yeah, and sometimes it's nice to get that little tap on your back just to give you that reassurance to carry on moving forward. Mm -hmm. Just a little mm -hmm. tap on the back. Yeah, I think it's um, underestimated how much it is the strength it takes to take yourself out of a dark place mentally. It's very um, hard. And go to a brighter place than you could ever imagine. So, because you, shout out to Alison. Yeah, because, um, Alice, um, this is because the negativity doesn't want to let go of you the negativity wants to hold on to you till the day that you die that's true that's guaranteed mm -hmm. but it's nice when you can see somebody come back from the other end because yeah. this is where you're going to find out about yourself mm -hmm. go to the go to the deepest deepest depths and then you're going to find out oh, about yeah. yourself you're going to find out i'm <laughs> going to make a comeback or i'm going to be stuck in my house like a hermit because that's what it basically boils down to so like i said, I said son joshua got married in 2013 mm -hmm. She found a positive from that, which I'm so grateful for also. And she now, what she does, she goes around to schools. She goes around to schools and she proclaims and, and lets the kids know that this has happened and shows them the, the positive side of everything. She goes to the prisons. Just think the worst part that someone's took your life. You don't want to go to a prison. No. Took your kid's life. Mm -hmm. But she goes to the prison and educates okay, what would you want to do, wrongdoers, yeah. persecution, yeah. Yeah. and so forth, and they wanted to do that, um, and she goes around and she spreads the positivity of 
yes, we're all going to make mistakes, yep. but it's how we turn it around into the positive. That's true. Um, also on there, I'd like to say like a few more people. Um, you have got somebody who you would like to mention, and I'm going to get you to mention them for me, yeah, please. Yeah, so um, just before we get into that one, we were going to talk about Faz Paul, which is someone that Rugs actually brought to my yeah, attention. Yeah, I was going to back in. Um, and I, I think oh, it's fantastic what he does. So basically, from what it seems is, he gives JD cards in in transaction for a knife. So if you could just give a bit more information about that. Yeah. So there was the Farron Paul. I will get back to that in a minute with you. There's a guy called Farron Paul. Yes, he's been on the news. Uh, meaning from the media outlets, getting his exposure that I say that he deserves, just like Andrew himself. Um, what happened was he's been stabbed up multiple times himself so remember he came from the hard times of it so he got stabbed up himself multiple times but the guy turned it around to a, a positive the negativity so remember you've been stabbed up a couple of yourselves times yourselves you're going to go through a grieving period because you're going to want to come out you're going to lock yourself away you're going to be embarrassed and so forth so forth but what this guy done and you know respect to him he trades jd cards for a knife so basically that's what it is so he's saving that person and he's saving a victim mm -hmm. at the same time by going, look, give me the knife then. And here's a JD card. So he's took a knife that's leading. Cause even though you don't want to use a knife, by carrying a knife will make you have to use it. That's if right. you're put in a situation. Mm -hmm. So now you didn't want to use it, but because you're in a situation now, you, you got two seconds to think mm -hmm. in a situation. Bam, that's the decision. Mm. So he's saving that person's life in my eyes. That's right. And he's saving him from the victim's life mm. of who that knife mm -hmm. would be used against. Yeah. So with Faz um, Farron Paul, um, you catch him on Twitter page, you can get the links and everything up our page. Everything about Andrew today, about what he's done, about his chi, which we're going to speak about quickly in on it as well. It's going to be on, everything's going to be on our Twitter page where you can catch us at anywhere. And also on there, I'm going to get... Um, yourself and you to say who would you say growing up i know there's millions of people and it's hard to pinpoint one person so i'm not going to say the best person i'm going to mm -hmm. say give me a person who you would say has been i know you've got loads and yep. i've got loads but who would you say has been a role model for you well you recently had an mbe <laughs> telling you we got more brandon <laughs> one of my original Martial arts instructor. He taught me Wadarayu karate in the late 70s, early 80s. The man himself, Mr. Joshua Johnson. Oh, you said, I know Joshua Johnson as well um, because of my brothers and growing up in Wolverhampton also. He's an absolutely brilliant guy. And it's not really just about um, because he's teaching martial arts. He, he wasn't done that. He's got the biggest chi in him where from the heart and soul, he will help anybody. I mean, what I mean, anybody, he will help anybody. You know, people that will stop and talk to you and give you that time and make you feel special. Joshua Johnson, MBE now, and I'm glad they've shown him the recognition for all the hard work he's done in Wolverhampton and other places. You've got kids that are leading by the wrong side of the tracks, the get down, they don't know which way to move forward. And this man has done so much for Wolverhampton and 
beyond Wolverhampton, other areas around the world as well, because he has reached out to a lot of people. So we're going to say a big thank you to all of these people that have done so much. There's so much people I could talk about today, and I could be on here for 12 hours, but I can't. So we're going to have to keep it neat and low. And I'm going to ask you now, um, Zen, who would you bring as a role model? So, to me, role models so wide that I'm just going to narrow it down yeah. to somebody's personal experience. That's so, um, my friend is actually called Alice Morals, and the reason that she's my hero is because she was a prime example of compassion in action. And when I mean that, I mean there's this thing called bystander effect that Rob's actually brought, brought me up to date with. Um, I don't know if you want to briefly explain there's what it is. a bystander effect. Um, a bystander effect is, for example, what Andrew went through. He was there, he was under duress, um, someone was trying to take his life, but everybody there, rather than do something to help, because either they're scared or whatever, they don't want to get stabbed or whatever, they'll stand there and watch it happen, which is called the bystander effect. And in this day and age, if you ain't seen the bystander effect yourself personally in this day and age, where have you been? Where have you been? How many times have you seen somebody being attacked on the road and everyone just stood there and watched him or whatever's going on? It's called the bystander effect, which we need to get out of. Um, if I saw somebody getting under duress, I'm going to involve myself. Um, I just hope that my that two seconds of me using my split second decision kicks in because I'm quite good at that. Mm -hmm. I've done quite a lot of things. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, maybe one day um, and this is the thing and as you was on about with Ellis um, Morales yeah so, the, so that's the bystander effect and I think it's very easy for most of us to just to succumb and watch and get your phones out um, mm -hmm. however I commend this lady because she didn't only not just watch she got involved to make sure somebody that was stabbed on the street wasn't just left there um, as everyone else was doing when they were passing effect. by yes. um, the simple movement of just using your love, losing your heart and thinking with your heart for once to actually care about somebody to get them to a hospital and ensure that they're safe, to me, is so commendable that we all should take leaf out of that book. If you see somebody in pain, you see somebody struggling on the street, don't just stand there. We need to spread love and to spread love, you need to show it. You can't expect us to manifest love. If you're not showing it, and even if it's just calling the number 999, it makes a, a tremendous difference. So to me, True. she's a big role model. Yeah, and then, and this is the thing, I'm going to quickly just quickly put up on. This is so true. The bystander effect wasn't really around when we were kids. No. Do you know something, mm -hmm. looking back, growing up, the bystander effect has come in, I'd say the bystander effect is coming in the, I'm going to say late 90s maybe. Yeah, Middle nineties, late nineties. Yep. Makes sense because mm. we that's when we started to become desensitized. Yeah, desensitized to, to, to anger, to, to violence. Everything. Yeah, and and this is when it started happening. Before that we wasn't desensitized. Um you, you know, look at Andrew. So you're going back in those years. Yeah, there was like a bystander effect. You have to understand that sometimes there's got to be a bystander effect because that person's in shock themselves, can't realise this is actually happening. Yeah. So they can't move, it's where you're placed yeah, to the floor yeah, yeah. where you can't react to your movement so people say oh you was a coward or whatever and i said it found a thin line between coward and a hero yeah it's so thin there ain't really a line in that yeah. regard um 
So we live in a bystander era where we need to get out of this. How can we want to make a change, but nobody wants to start to make the change? That's right. Every change has to be made by a start. When Andrew decided to change his life, he had to make a start. Yeah. When you decided to move on with your life and go to college or make any decision you had to make in life, you had to make by a start. Please understand everybody in this world and everything that you go through in life is a start. So you didn't know how to walk, so you had to crawl. You didn't know how to write, you had to learn how to write. You didn't know how to read, you had to learn how to read. You didn't know how to drive a car. You had to get a few driver's lessons, do your theory. Everything in your life is learning because you wasn't born to know it straight away. Mm-hmm. Everything is in your life is learning. Even to get to 60, you're learning. 70, 80, 90, you're learning. You're never going to know. Just because you're 60, you know it all. You don't know nothing still. No. And if you uh, just keep that in mind, your growth will only grow exponentially. Yes, and that You will only continue to flourish as a person if you are open to learning and not thinking that you know it all because the people that know it the most know they know little. Exactly. People that know it the most know that they, they only know a little bit. It's true. Right. So, and then other people are going to quickly, because we're going to have to be like racking up today for today's show. Um, and a lot of people that we want to send out to, um, please understand there's a millions of people. So if we don't get people in that you're thinking about, we don't drop need, us a comment. Drop us a comment and we can mention about we can them. Shout them out. And we'll shout them out. So the email address once again is horseman with the numeric number four. So the number four, not the letter four, the number. Uh, um, questions at gmail.com. I nearly forgot myself. So once again, <laughs> horseman, numeric number four, questions at gmail.com. Anything we spoke about today, please relate back to us. If you would like to know anything about Andrew G, please relate that back to us. We can get you through to him also. We can give you all the feedback. We're going to set up all his Chi videos. So all you people that want to deal with peace, tranquility and humbleness, yeah. we're going to put his video up so that you can see that because that inspired me today as a big grown man myself also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything that we spoke about on previous episodes, anything we've spoken about today, if anything is related to you or you would like us to speak about any form of um, topics what are you know, sensitive to yourself yeah. but you wouldn't have to speak about it, please give us a, drop us a line at the email address. If you would yeah. like to come onto the podcast, even just to be a part of it, just to feel a part of it, or just to come on and speak about a topic that's dear to yourself, drop us a line. You're more than welcome to come on. This is for the community. This is not for the stars and all these famous people because not one of us here are famous. We're famous by what we're doing, yeah. not we're famous because we're actors, yeah. by what we're trying to achieve. Also there, what I would like to say, I'd like to say thank you to the fire service. They're all role models. Yeah. Everybody in the health service. the health service. So that's from doctors right down to the healthcare assistant. Everybody in there because yeah. there's so much to mention. Um, Doctors, nurses, you name it. The guy that helps to go on the road that was down. The guy that stopped for the guy that was in the traffic accident and stopped them and helped the person put the coat over them to keep them warm while they're waiting on the ambulance service. So all of you people that are role models that we haven't mentioned today, you are in our hearts. We do have you here. We are going to try and get everybody to understand is that we can't fit everybody in, but you know where we're trying to lead to. And just to finish, basically... What we're trying to say is to be a role model, you don't need to have international status. Just be a good person. Use your experiences and your knowledge to help somebody else further their journey. And to me, you will be considered a role model. And I would like to say from that, thank you very much for today. Thank you very much, Andrew Chi Osborne, for coming today. Thank you.
more than welcome spreading your energy and letting people know what you've been through in your life experiences also in life because we we like to and i like to get everybody to speak about the life experiences whether it's about the topic or not because somebody else has probably went through what you went through but they need that bit of energy and context to know how to move forward Mm -hmm. because it's all about if we all sit down and help each other regardless of the dilemmas because you think of it this way um, my child died and there's a woman there's child died she's horrifically down and out and I've been through the same thing I should be going and talking to that woman because mm-hmm. I've got the insight to help her to move forward and yeah. this is what we're not doing as a community yep. and that's why we're losing that community feel but we're trying to here to bring it back with other people that are here we'd like to say a big thank you to all our sponsors big thank you to our campaigns also so LA Gains UK and also Jubilee Jaguars and we're going to put up all the information today of what we've done all about Andrew Chi we'll put up the videos again of um, Ch- uh, Tracy Prescott Nevlet um Nicholson, Faz, Paul, Farron, Paul, and so forth, and everybody else. So we'd like to say once again, big thank you. Yes, it has been a long one for today because we had so much to fit in, but we'd like to say thank you. And for myself, I'd like to say bye, Rugs. Bye, Andrew Chi. And love and peace from Zen. Thank you. Keep moving forward. Stay strong and stay blessed. <laughs>